Welcome back to another You-Centered podcast. I'm very excited today to have two of my favorite guys that uh, have worked for me and have participated in the Youth Center over the years. And that is uh, Dan Callagy, born and raised in North Andover, and Isaiah Nelson, born and somewhat raised in the great state of Minnesota and uh, moved here for his ninth grade year. My topic matter today has to do around with uh, moving into our community and, you know, the pros and cons of it. And I'm really trying to get at, like, what what could we do better as a community uh, to embrace kids that are moving into our community? We have a lot of kids every year that are coming from different communities, local, you know, regionally. And then in as Isaiah's case, obviously coming from the great Midwest. So, fellas, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Happy to be here, Thank Rick. Thanks for having us. Dan and, uh, and Izzy, I want you um You've been gone now a few years. You're uh, in your early 20s now, both college graduates. Uh, Dan, let's start with you. How about a little bit of a, a background on who you are to our listeners? Sure. Uh, so born and raised in North Andover. Uh, both my parents uh, grew up here also. My mom teaches at the high school, so I uh, got, got a lot of roots here. Um, graduated North Andover High in 2013 with Isaiah. Uh, went to UNH, graduated in 2017. Uh, I now work in Boston for a pharmaceutical software company. I do finance and human resources. Um, so I commute in every day from North Andover, which is a long commute, but I guess it's it works works well now. Um, but yeah, so born and raised here and uh, have nothing but great things to say about down North Andover. Awesome. <laughs> and Izzy, for people that may not know, the, uh, the Izzy Nelson, who are you? Yes, sir. So I grew up in Andover, Minnesota. Lived in Andover until uh, my eighth grade summer. My dad got relocated to work for work to North Andover, Massachusetts. A lot of people do get a kick out of that. Uh, so I went to North Andover High School with my good friend Cal. Um, graduated in 2013. Went to St. Anselm College for two years. Transferred to Babson for my last two. Graduated from Babson in 2017. And now I'm living in Dedham and working for Columbia Threadneedle Investments, an asset management firm selling mutual funds in Boston. And we do laugh. I remember the first time I met um, Isaiah, um, he came along with his father to the youth center. I didn't know at that point he was a big fan of basketball and he wanted to get involved with not only the high school team, but the youth center. And uh, the first thing I found out was he was from Andover, Minnesota. And that stuck in my brain right away because of our lovely uh, relationship with our next door neighbor, Andover, Massachusetts. But is one of the things we're trying to talk to today about is you know, what's it like? I don't, I don't know if people can really put themselves in the mind of a kid that's moving into our community. I mean, I love our community. I think we are a wonderful community. I think we do wonderful work. Uh, but sometimes I think it gets lost. Um, it's not always easy for a kid uh, to move in, especially at the age that you and your sister, and if I'm correct, your sister moved in, I think she was a seventh grader yeah, at the time. Yeah, that's correct. So tell me first, dad gets a job move and, and you uh, end up in our, our great community of North Andover. What were your first, what I would say, what was your feelings about having to go to North Andover from Minnesota, the only thing you've really known? Uh, and if you could talk a little bit about what the emotions was before you stepped foot in your new house. Yeah, sure. So um, I was very, very upset about about having to leave my friends, about having to go to a new school, pack up, move to a really a place that I had no idea about anything about. So I probably moved at the worst time possible being 
the end of July and the full month of August going into high school, going into a new school. So I was just kind of sitting in my in my new house by myself and I have the I have the best parents in the world and I was just very very upset with them at that time. Uh, things didn't really change until I joined the North Andover ninth grade football team, which coached by Andy Van Horn, who's been on the podcast. He's one of the most influential people I've ever met in my life. And that's where it really, really started to change. I made it, I, I got affiliated with a great group of friends to this day, still some of my best friends. And that's really what got me introduced to North Andover. I was like, hey, this could, uh, this could work out. So the emotions, you were kicking and screaming to a certain degree. Um, so you land here and also kind of what I call a little bit of a dead time, right? Yep. It's, uh, you know, school's not in session. You've got this anticipation that you got to start school. And uh, interesting, and obviously, you know what I think, Andy Van Horn, um, you know, getting involved with football was probably mm -hmm. a great thing, right? Get yeah. you involved. But as you were heading into school there, talk to us a little bit, because I'm trying to get in the mind of, at that point, I think you were a 14-year-old kid. Yep. Um, what were you feeling? Was there anxiety? Was mm -hmm. there fear? Uh, was there anger? So there was, I, I, just, I felt all of those emotions. Um, I'd say one of the biggest ones was I was scared. Um, so having a group of friends that I made in the two weeks that we had for football practice really made it a lot easier. So when I came into school, you know, I had 25, 30 people who I knew, who I knew their names, and I had someone to sit with at the lunch table, and I had someone to sit by in class, and I wasn't, I, I felt going into football practice, I just felt alone. And when you have those friends and you have, uh, you know, a support system like a football team, it makes it a lot, a lot easier, and you're not nearly as scared as you would have been otherwise. And those guys that you started, let's give a little shout out. Who were some of those guys on the football team? And that mm -hmm. that leads into your amazing relationship mm -hmm. you have with our other guest, yeah. Dan Callagy. So who were those guys on the football team that you, you know, connected with right away? Yeah, so two two names would be Nick Oswald, who's one of my best friends to this day, and Clint Hartford, another one who's one of my best friends to this day. Um, and they they had been good friends with Dan Callagy all through elementary school, middle school, and that's how I got uh, got connected with Cal. Absolutely. Now, Cal um, was not a football player, correct? Um, he had an injury. Is that is that right, Dan? That's why that's why he didn't play. Yeah, it's called lack of skill. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, let me ask you something. I'm trying to also get into the mind of a kid that has grown up in North End of his whole life. Um, probably a safe environment for you. Yeah. Uh, kids, you were going to the ninth grade were with kids you'd gone to school with. You know, obviously all through middle school and many of those kids from elementary school. Um, what was your take on this new kid from Minnesota or in general, what's your take as being a guy growing up in the town? Do you do you even sympathize with somebody that's coming in right away that doesn't know anybody? Yeah. So uh, when I was in third grade, we moved across town. So I, I changed a bunch of schools in the, in the middle of my elementary like career. So I had, you know, two years at Kittredge School. Uh, moved to where I am now for, for Franklin School. So I had to make all new friends in the middle of third grade. Um, I met Glenn, ironically, after my first day. And since then, Glenn's been my best friend. So I kind of, ever since then, I've kind of, you know, sympathized with kids that came in to a new, a new you know, school or, um, you know, to North Andover new. And uh, just because it, it is hard being a new kid. Um, even like, you know, I knew these kids when I went to school, but going to middle school as a sixth grader, it's a whole new school. You're meeting new kids, so it's a lot of anxiety. And going to high school, um, you know, it's a whole new thing. You're going to North Andover High School. All the, you know, the rumors about the fourth floor pool and like all these, mm -hmm. all these different things. Like you are anxious. Um, and I was nervous just for a freshman year, just because I it was a new school. My mom teaches there. I had to, you know, I had to make sure I still had friends. And like I didn't play football, so I was like, I missed 
though that like month of you know all that camaraderie and all, all that stuff um so i i you know i i think isaiah and i had a, a quick connection just because of that uh he's also pretty nice kid so um but i think overall you know i think north Hanover is really good at um you know working with new kids and i think isaiah is kind of like a you know poster child for that almost yeah he really is and you obviously um you know the guys you've mentioned is you know obviously from dan and oswald and glenn hartford um to me some of the salt of the earth great kids um and dan you i've always said this you're one of the nicest kids i've ever met um, do you believe that everybody just accepts a new kid or is it, or do you think that maybe the other people are just so preoccupied their own life that sometimes they don't even really realize that new kids are there? Yeah, it's, it's probably the latter. I mean, I think, um, I like to think people are like, you know, inherently good, but obviously some people aren't. Um, I think for the most part, at least, you know, for the kids that I was friends with that we grew up with, um, we were all pretty accepting and pretty open to, you know, meeting new people and having new friends. Uh, I know that's not the case for everybody. Um, some people are kind of on their own agendas and they have, you know, just, they're going their own speed. They're do, they're doing their own thing. Um, which, you know, is, that's fine. Um, I think some people are a lot better at, um, being accepting and being open to new people than, uh, others are though. Sure. Isaiah, you know, you start off with football, which ended up being a really good decision, um, connecting you with the community. Talk to me a little bit about North End of a high school um, in terms of different than being educated maybe in the Midwest. Um, what were some of those adult connections at the high school or even the sports connections that sure. you made that probably helped you through this? Yeah, absolutely. So one, um, and I'll, I'll mention a couple names that were incredibly helpful when I first came over to North Andover, one of them being Steve Nugent, um, guidance counselor over at North Andover High School. My mom and I um, sat down with him multiple times going into the going into the school year, just getting um, sorted out with classes and seeing which of my uh, credits and classes transferred over, tra transferred over from Minnesota, cause like you said, they do do the classes out of order. Uh, another name was Lisa Razanen. Um, so she was my first math teacher, my first teacher at North Andover High School, still very close with her and with her family. Um, but those are two names that definitely stick out in my mind, um, being that we did do things out of order. So in, with math, we did um, geometry in eighth grade, where in Massachusetts they do it in ninth grade. So I was in the class with all sophomores and um, having Lisa Rasnan as the as the teacher, she really did a good job making me feel welcome, making sure that I was, you know, on track with the class and really helping me out before or after school with things that I might have had questions on. Interesting um, and good to hear. And obviously, some of the names you I work with all the time and I definitely agree. I think they're, you know, great with all types of kids, whether it's uh, high achieving kids, lower achieving kids, um, just really good caring adults. Mm -hmm. Um, your football career did not uh, go the way of Tom Brady, um, and I think you winded that down. Maybe did you play one year or two years of football? Three, three years. Yeah. So you didn't play the last year. Yeah. So I, so I played. Uh, so I, I always considered myself a football player playing basketball up until probably my junior year when you know started to get some call, calls from college coaches uh, to play basketball and decided not to play football my senior year, which was a which was a really hard decision. Those were some of my best friends, and some people took it better better than others when I decided not to play. And that was actually something that really strengthened my friendship with Dan Callagy because he's over here saying, you know, 
it makes so much sense. You know, focus on basketball. That's what you want to do. And he, he was just kind of there for me that whole time getting through, which was a, it was a really hard decision at that point in my life. Sure. So three years of football, but you did play four years of basketball. Yes. Um, you were on uh, Coach McVeigh's last team um, yeah. that he coached. Tell me about what basketball did for you in the four years. And you know, obviously you touched on a little bit about, uh, and I remember when you started to get a little bit of interest, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that turned into obviously a, a full scholarship to mm-hmm. St. Anselm's to play basketball. So what was the basketball connection mm-hmm. for you in terms of adjusting to North Andover? So I was on the, the JV team as a freshman, um, and I kind of got affiliated with that group of kids. Jimmy Warden, been on the podcast, Zach Corrales, Colby Smith, Mike Maroney. And they, they had a really good thing going. They had been playing together their whole, their whole lives pretty much, and they were really, really good basketball players. So for them to accept me not just as a kid but also as a basketball player – really elevated my confidence levels and really helped us to do some some really cool things in those three years that we played together. Um, then, you know, after they graduate, um, we had a good year my senior year as well. But the bigger thing was my relationship with Mike McVeigh. He is um, tremendous basketball coach, but just an even better person. Um, the amount of impact that he's had on my life just as a, as a man and as a mentor outside of basketball, just nothing but great things to say about Mike McVeigh, and I was really lucky to play for him for three years. Yeah, you knew obviously had a great career at North Andover. I, I love to tell a quick story. Um, Isaiah was being recruited um, by many schools, uh, Division two schools and Division three schools, and my good friend Chris Bartley is the head coach of Worcester Polytech and uh, was recruiting uh, Isaiah very heavily. Um, and he outworks a lot of people when it comes to recruiting. And I was sitting him one day, and he was watching Isaiah, and he said, um, you know what I like about Isaiah? And, and I said, uh, what? And he goes, uh, he reminds me of like a kid from the Midwest, you know, just a really nice kid. And I'm like, yeah, well, he's, he's a Midwest kid. And he goes, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, he's just nice. Everything's yes, coach, or whatever. And I had to inform him that you actually were a Midwest kid. You came from Minnesota, and... Uh, so dawn on his head on that, that he was dealing with truly a Midwest kid. Uh, Isaiah, and, and I want to hear from Dan a little bit on this too. So I, Dan got to know your family really well, uh, your sister. How does this mirror a little bit about your sister's transition? She was in the middle school, yep. very tough time in the middle school. Um, as you guys know, it's hot enough going to high school, but middle school, everybody's worrying about how they look, what yep. they wear, their body image, and things like that. Um, from your perspective, how was your sister handling it? And then I want to hear from Dan. Like, Dan, how did you see both Isaiah and um, his sister adjusting? So, mm-hmm. is? Sure. Yeah, so I can uh, quick, quickly mention what my sister's doing now. She goes to school at uh, Concordia Moorhead in um, Minnesota she's going to be a teacher when she after she graduates in May and Rick if you saw my sister right now you you wouldn't recognize her she the amount of confidence that she has I could not be prouder of her and one thing that she did when she came into high school was she didn't want to be Isaiah Nelson's sister she wanted to be her own person she tried so many different things she played field hockey she had never played field hockey in her life she tried she gave up basketball quickly which was my dad and I were probably more upset about that than she was Um, but she started running track and she's had a tremendous uh, track and cross-country career in college but just her wanting to be her own independent person and just really growing and blossoming and she she's really a tremendous individual it's really amazing to see that's awesome dan from an outsider's point and again you're very close with the nelson family and you're very close with isaiah's sister um 
who also work for us here at the Youth okay. Center. Uh, Dan, how did you see both of them? And take me through that maybe first year. How did you see them both adjusting to North Andover? Um, and I don't know if I'm correcting this, but I, I think Isaiah kind of got acclimated a, more, a little more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, just I think the sports really helped, and I think we had a really solid group of friends that kind of were always there for for Isaiah, and we all you know bonded really quickly. Um, like like I have nothing but high things to say about Tarja too. Tarja's awesome. Um, whenever I see her, I'm more excited to see Tarja than I am see Isaiah mm-hmm. because I see Isaiah all the time. Um, I can imagine it was a lot difficult, a lot more difficult for her than Isaiah. Uh, like I said, middle school is a really tough time to just to jump into it. Um, but she, I mean, T is awesome. Uh, I know she's kind of found her own way with uh, all the cross country and the running she does and. Um, like I had said, she's she's kind of become her own person. Um, I, I'm very close to the Nelsons, and I could always kind of tell it was difficult for them to be here. I really don't blame them either. Um, you know, my dad grew up in the Army, and he grew up in multiple, multiple cities and ten states and even across uh, in Europe. Um, and so I know it's hard moving, you know, families multiple times and, you know, moving across the country is tough. Um, I knew it was kind of hard for them, and I, I could always tell that they probably were bound to go back to Minnesota. Um, so I gave them a lot of credit for you know just kind of doing what they did. And um, but like I said, I, I think Isaiah probably adjusted a little more quickly than than the rest of them did. But um, I, I you know I think everyone's doing pretty well now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the interesting thing we got to we got to be very close with Isaiah's parents over his time here, um, coming full circle. Um, T is obviously out in Minnesota yep. right now having great success. Um, I always knew that she kind of, I got the vibe anyways, and she actually told me this, that she'd like to maybe go to school out in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, I always got the impression that your mom was here and had to be here, but if she mm-hmm. had her choice, would probably prefer to be back out mm-hmm. uh, in Minnesota. I think your father was similar on that, but your father kind of rolls with things. Yeah. Um, so the full circle is everybody ba- is back out in Minnesota, right. um, and you're you're on the East Coast mm-hmm. here. So, um, you know, as you went off to college, uh, both Dan and um, is just, you know, a couple thoughts about you here lived here your whole life, Dan. Uh, is you lived here your last four years in high school? Um, let, let's talk a little bit about what maybe North Andover prepared you for the next stage in your life, which was UNH and St. A. Slash Babson. Yeah, so I'll, so I'll start. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was when I, you know, started my fir- my freshman year at St. Anselm College. I had, you know, I, I'd done this before. I'd done this four years prior. I had gone to a new school, except for this time everyone else is you know panicking and they're freaking out like oh how am i how am i going to meet friends how am i going to do this how am i going to do that where i was already comfortable doing that and i think that really helped in my second decision where things did not work out at st and it's like i i can do this again you know i can i can change i can adjust and i think having done that in ninth grade really prepared me for those two other decisions and just making that transition so much easier from an academic perspective. I mean, North Andover is such a great academic school that I never really felt overwhelmed when I started at St. A's. I felt like the teachers and the curriculum and the school had prepared me for that and playing football and basketball in high school were playing basketball in college. It's, you know, a bigger workload in college, but just that work-life balance, being able to balance those things kind of helped me prepare for that. Uh, yeah, in kind of like a different different sense. Um, I think North Denver was really good for the college process. Um, so my guidance counselor was Steve Nugent, you mentioned mm-hmm. before. Uh, Mr. Nugent's like one of my all-time favorite people. Um, going through the college application process, like I feel like 
him and the whole guys team were always kind of there to help, um, which is really nice to know. Uh, I also have great parents that were helping me, but um, I like I'm pretty independent. I kind of want to do it myself, but I leaned on Nuge a lot. Um, and I also I was a business student, and North Denver offers small amount, but they offer business classes. So it was nice to kind of you know get your your feet wet and that kind of stuff before you went off to college. Um, if I can make one critique, and this is no one's fault in North Andover, but I think a big thing that college teachers do that's hard to learn in high school is, um, especially for the real world, uh, decision making and problem solving are so important. Like learning the skills are great, and knowing all this knowledge, like having all this knowledge, is perfect. But if you can't problem solve or make decisions quickly, it, it's you have a tough time. Um, I think college does a really good job at that. I think with professors kind of throw a lot of different things at you. And again, it's not North Andover's fault; it's just it's different high school to do this stuff. Um, but I think, you know, those two things are um, things that were you learn in high school, but you, you kind of sharpen in college um, in North Andover. You know, again, it's no one's fault, but if that's something that I think could probably kind of be enhanced or worked on, that I think would really help, um, you know, the college college process and going through the college edu- education. Yeah, that, I mean, that's great feedback. And I'm sure Steve and his staff, you know, would like to hear that, too. So uh, and I echo you've both of you said this an awful lot. You've got a lot of thanks to the North Andover High School guidance staff uh, for helping you and preparing for you that. So everything is not always rose, rosy. Um, you know, if you as you've been through this process and, you know, Dan, feel free to weigh in on this, too. I'll direct it at, at Isaiah is, you know, at the end of the day, what could we as a community have done even better uh, for maybe you and your sister uh, or for the many kids that we bring into this community every year? Um, I just don't think we're perfect on anything. I think uh, we have to look in the mirror and say, what can we do more? Uh, give me a little feedback on that. Sure. Yeah. So this is something that uh, Cal and I had texted about and talked about. Um, and the suggestion we came up with that would have been helpful for me and I think would be helpful for other kids coming in would be. If the schools, if the guidance department or whoever would be in charge of this set up some sort of mentor program with an upperclassman helping a, an underclassman coming in and just we're not, not trying to force a friendship or anything, but um, meet on, you know, a monthly basis. And it, it could be anything. It could be, hey, I want to I want to get involved with basketball. I want to get involved in the band and the play, whatever it is. You link someone up with someone who's been there, done that. And it just just building a network and helping you where even if you're trying to select your classes for next trimester, you could say, oh, I had Mrs. Calgie. Mrs. Calgie's awesome. You got to get in that class. Just having that and just having someone on your side where you, that, that's the biggest thing. And that was the thing I was most scared of is feeling alone. But once I did have those friends, it made it a lot easier. But that's something that I think would be very helpful going forward. How about you, Dan? Uh, no, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I, I think it's it's obviously hard for a new student to come in. Um as a personal example, uh, when I was a senior, my, my cousin, uh, Jack McKay, was going to be a freshman. Uh, I drove him to school every day. Um, him and I would always just, we would just get in the car and we'd, we'd go to school. But before his freshman year started, I brought him into the school and I was like, you know, here's the layout. Um, here are your classes. So you kind of know where to go on your first day because I know it's, it's hard. Um, obviously, it's easy for me to do that because he's my cousin and we're very close. Um, but I think a mentorship program would be, um, you know, it's very, very beneficial. And, uh, you know, it's obviously easy to say, but if Isaiah, you know, could have had someone that he was working with as a freshman, Isaiah was a senior who was had a similar situation, that'd make it just seamless, or it would help make it seamless. Um, it'd obviously be a little more different if I was a mentor and I had an underclassman or a freshman that was new to school, um, just because I've always lived here. Um, you know, obviously I think I could offer a lot, but I think someone like Isaiah or someone like Taria who, had, who moved here, I think they'd be a lot more, um, you know, kind of be easier for them to, to help them. Um, but I, I think the youth center does a great job. Um, 
with, you know, all the after school programs and the summer programs. And, um, you know, we always saw new kids in our, our summer camp that we ran. Um, so I, I think, you know, I think they're doing, there's a lot of good being done. Um, but like Isaiah said, we both came up with the conclusion that I, some sort of mentorship program would definitely, you know, be beneficial. I love the idea. Definitely going to talk to Steve and his staff about that. Um, and we've started a mentorship program here at the, at the youth center since you guys have been gone. And, um, I'm going to probably even take that feedback to really maybe kind of identify some of the mentees as being kids that maybe moved to this town and hooking them up with people uh, that can help through that process. Um, Isaiah, let's talk a little bit about that, you know, you know, as you went to college and things didn't work out great at St. A's for mm-hmm. the first two years, more so from a, from a basketball sure. standpoint, you transferred to arguably one of the best business schools in the world, Babson, mm-hmm. um, who has a very strong program and, you teamed up with one of my other former players, Joey Flannery, and you actually won a national championship. Um, from a kid from Minnesota who ended up in North Andover, ended up cutting down the nets in the national championship game for Babson, what was that all like? It was good. No, I'm kidding. Um, before before we jump into that, I want to give a shout out to Rick and the BST team and with Steve Boudreau and with the New England Storm. My dad and I like to kind of reminisce and say, hey, if we never moved to Massachusetts, you know, basketball wise we would not have had nearly the opportunities that we did you know i rick being um being a mentor of mine he has all of the college coaches on speed dial he he's got you coming to see you in aau games at workouts and then in the summers we had some of the the best talent in in new england in the country we guys playing in the nba guys playing division one basketball i think i, I was looking at it how many all-time leading scores at school. I saw Austin Cohn's now the all-time leading score at Roger Williams. I mean, just the the talent level and just growing skills that way. So I wanted to give Rick a shout out with that. But um, he was incredibly helpful in the transition from St. A's to Babson. And Babson had gone to the Final Four the year before with Joey Flannery, who, in my opinion, is the best Division Three basketball player ever. But that's besides the point. Um, but it, it was amazing. It's a great group of guys. Um, I Those are some of my best friends in the world. Um, we, you know we were a really good basketball team and it was an amazing feeling to make that run in the, in the tournament and to, to come out on top. And, and it was quite a moment for you, Isaiah, very proud of you. And I, I would be missed to say that throughout that whole run to the national championship, Dan Callagy was your number one fan. And I know Hartford and Oswald always had you back on that too. And as I'm thinking about our topic today, um, I'm very happy you won a national championship. But I, I look at the longer-term thing about the relationships that you built here mm-hmm. with some of your best friends, and uh, I think it's safe to say for me that um, those kids that you're mentioning, including Cal here, are going to be your best friends for the rest of your life. Uh, despite where you all may end up, I just think there's a real connection with you guys. As we're winding down the podcast, I want to kind of ask Cal a question here. Um, Cal, what would you say to kids um, that have grown up in North End of their whole life that kind of are in a little bit of a, you know, narrow, not narrow-minded, but, you know, they are preoccupied with a lot of things and may not see those new kids coming in or knowing that the new kids might need some sensitive help, might need some support, might need some... What would you say to those guys? Because you were that kid in a lot of ways to Izzy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's easy to say just to have an open mind and be there for somebody, but it's, it's really that simple. Um, I, it, it, you know, just being there for somebody can go a long way. Um, or, you know, just having an, like an open mind and just, you know, being able to make new friends is definitely, you know, really important. Um, that's kind of like the easiest thing to do. Um, you know, there's always going to be new kids coming in. I think we had, you know, Ryan Neal's number one comes to mind our freshman year. 
um, in Ahamdi, yeah. Um, and we all, you know, everyone kind of clicked really, like, really quickly. Um, and I, I think that's kind of, you know, a tribute to our town and, and I think how uh, welcoming our community is. Uh, I, like you said, some people maybe not might be as welcoming, but it's it really is just as simple as like, you know, don't have such a, a closed mind. Always be there for somebody. You never know what's going on in their life. So um, it really is that simple. And I wish I could have like a more uh, in-depth answer, but that's like, no, I mean, it. sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, is um, you live through it. Um, you're now, you know, you and Cal are successful young adults doing wonderful things. What do you say to those kids that are going to be moving to North Andover this July or this August? You got to find a friend like Dan Callagy. No, but it's it really is an amazing town. It was moving to Massachusetts, moving to North Andover was the best thing that ever happened to me. But I I was tremendously lucky. I was from the second I got here, I got thrown into an amazing group of friends. Cal being you know top of the list, always being there for someone. But I, I think any advice that I would give to someone is just get involved with as many things as you can try to find something that sticks try to find a group of friends that you know are going to be your friends for the rest of your life because they're out there you just gotta you just gotta go find them that's great advice uh fellas obviously you know what i think of both of you uh, i've had the pleasure of not having not only just having you guys around the youth center as members as little kids um but kids that have grown up to be part-time workers for me and then both of you ran off into the sunset after being co-coordinators of our sports and rec program. Um, I hope the new people have been able to keep it up the way you guys did. But you guys are two special guys to me, two special guys to North Andover. And I, I wish you continued success. And I want to thank you guys for both coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us, Rick. Yeah, thanks, Rick. As we do, we need to kind of give you a little bit of an update. Um, podcasts are being very well received. Thank you for everyone that's given us feedback for obviously new ideas, but also given us some pros and cons of what you thought each podcast brought to the table. Uh, we have two coming up. Next week, we will have uh, Maureen Ryan and Heidi Waters coming in to talk about the great Understanding Our Differences program within the school system. I'm loving to hear some of the great stuff that they're doing on a regular basis within our schools. And then on 4-5, we will have my assistant director, the wonderful Demi Tetrol, to be coming in uh, to really update our entire parents uh, on what summer 2019 is going to be like. And this year's theme is Aspire to Inspire. So thanks again for everybody on the coming on the podcast and for all those listening. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is not enough passion. <laughs>